Yo, so this is, uh, I did a few different vocal tests and this seems to be the best one. I'm getting in my car after work. It is hotter than the devil's dick. <laughs> and I'm trying to go home. This is the cleanest audio that I can get right now. So this should be interesting because um, I kind of really don't like Jacksonville and it's fucking traffic and it's rush hour. There's going to be definitely a lot of boners out on the road. And uh, I kind of have some road rage, but since, you know, I don't know, I'm just talking about shit. I guess I could edit this out, even though that's not really what I'm about right now. <laughs> and uh, so I thought I'd push my limits and test this out. Uh, limits meaning, I guess, comfort zone more specifically because... I want to get out there. I, I do want to sift through my, my thoughts and ideas, but I uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my, my air conditioning pushes harder when I accelerate because uh, my car is fucking exquisite, but it gets me from A to B and I'm stoked for that. So Jesus Christ, there are like fucking way more people than there normally are. It is a Friday, so I guess there's that. And people are just running into each other, running, stepping out in front. Nobody gives a fuck. It's Florida. It is the epicenter of the fucking global pandemic right now. So that's that's fucking fun. Um, oh, I guess for, for the nation at least, but... I don't know. That's not really what I want to talk about, though. So, the first podcast for Mauled by Wolves, and uh, it was buried in there somewhere, but I'm calling this Mauled by Wolves because this is my project. It actually started out as a music project that is basically my shadow work, so to speak. And shadow work meaning uh, the Jungian collective shadow, the good and bad traits, but, but people usually perceive it as bad because, um, basically their own wanted traits. They were, uh, kind of programmed out of us because they weren't acceptable, whether they were like unsavory qualities or whether they were qualities that didn't fit the societal mold that were just kind of neutral, or they were actually like beneficial things that for whatever reason, stepped on people's toes around you and they were bigger than you and had agendas and so on and so forth and you were not allowed to bring forth those qualities so shadow work is to me I feel like it's absolutely crucial it's necessary uh, especially more now than ever when this world is so ugly uh, everything is spilling out. We've got this collective unconscious that, I mean, it's, we, we all share. I mean, it may seem like um, little bits and pieces of it, like, obviously are, are kind of seemingly personal and, and have to do specifically with us, but we're all a collective part of one whole. So, I mean, there's nothing happens in the world you know, externally or internally that doesn't affect any other person, whether you believe that or not. There's so much... Uh, quantum science and things of the sort that actually support that so um, anyways so the best way that I have 
grown to deal with or process my shadow side. And I didn't even know that I was doing it when I was growing up, but I'm a fucking metalhead through and through. And um, sidebar, I think it's really funny because uh, people are getting super uppity about everything and people are starting to hate the term metalhead and that's stupid and dated and, you know, call me a Hesher or whatever. That's, that's fucking rad. I like that term. <laughs> but somebody... Somebody was busting balls about the term metalhead because it was just like, uh, like infantile, I guess, was, uh, in a nutshell, was how they kind of described it. So uh, I came back and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm turning it into uh, I'm a metallurgical acolyte. That's that's what I'm doubling down on. But a hash will do just fine. <laughs> but anyways, um, trying to stay hydrated here. I'm sweating my ass off. But anyways. Mauled by Wolves, that's how that, that started over uh, a long period of time of me playing music and listening to metal, and it was the one thing that, that gave me some sort of release, and uh, even if I wasn't even creating it, it has helped me immensely if I listen to others' work, that it would give me an indescribable feeling of solace. Uh, and then later on, as I started to play music and started to perform it, and then I realized that playing live is actually the most alive that that I feel uh, ever, <laughs> really. And that sucks for the pandemic. And I actually haven't played a show in, like, almost three years, almost maybe four, actually. And that sucks. That actually was, like, painful to, to say. But... The name, Mauled by Wolves, uh, I took from the native parable of the two wolves fighting in every man, one of light and one of darkness, and the one that wins is the one that you feed, and I just thought it was fitting for all the stuff that I want to do, and as time went on, as I've been tinkering around with stuff, and I don't know, becoming more comfortable with myself, and, and really like solidifying my sense of identity and um, that you know I want to put my art into it I want to turn it into this podcast as well there's like a lot of different things I want to do with it um, that will also process my shadow side and to hopefully teach others to do that too but I haven't gotten to that point yet I mean I have taught a lot of different people, a lot of different things uh, for a long time now. And uh, I don't know, I hit, hit a wall, uh, as you can tell from my last, or last, meaning first, the first podcast that I made, that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing well. As you can tell, I, I seem a lot better <laughs> right now. And that has more to do with uh, the rough time that I had. I so first off I, I really wanted to get that down into the, the concept of shadow work what I'm going to be doing here from here on out and I'll probably be driving it home because it, it needs repetition uh, I think the concept of shadow work is kind of odd for most people and, and can be easily misunderstood and with repetition I think people can kind of start to wrap their minds around it 
and see how that they can, how they can do it for themselves. You know, whether you're a painter or whether you are a, a welder or um, fuck, I don't know, a poet. It doesn't it doesn't really matter exactly. Just as long as you're doing something that you don't feel pressured in in any sort of way, something that you can like not have to answer to anybody and that's something that you can explore and will open up avenues of things and even if you don't know what the fuck you are that you can figure out what you are just by going into trial and error finding out what kind of things that you're passionate about what kind of things do you enjoy what, what kind of sets your life off and uh, so anyways yes Mauled by Wolves that is what is that is my my project I encourage all of you to you know if you don't know yourself or your your passions or you're shaky on your identity which is funny because I still am and I still kind of dig and I still and I mean I don't think that there's ever a time when I ever fully feel like I'm myself per se I don't know who or what I am and I said that in my last podcast I'm just been going on this road of reinventing myself so to speak and that sounds kind of lame to say that <laughs> but I, like like I'm trying to be something that I'm not like I don't know I, I guess I'm just trying to be more genuine which changes from moment to moment and I think I'm trying to just inspire other people to, to do that because I think to this point yeah I've taught a lot of people a lot of different things a lot of positive things a lot of like um I don't know, life, uh, I don't know, and this term is so stupid to me, but, uh, like life coaching kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I've, I've been through a lot of stuff and I can kind of tell you how to kind of get by and, and get through some stuff. It's fucking weird. Life is not fun. And <laughs> obviously so, I mean, some people might ar- argue that point and I'm like, I, I don't know. I know that people karmically and I do believe this karmically like experience different things life is easier for certain people I I do believe that but at the same time nobody's immune to any sort of pain this world of segmentation and separation and duality is very intense this 3d third dimension duality where like cause and effect is very like like brutal this like Newtonian Darwinian kind of like cause and effect is it's gnarly and I feel like it's reached critical mass because even if you're doing well, nobody's really comfortable right now. Everyone's kind of scared shitless and I don't want to fucking bullshit people anymore. And yes, I've helped people and I still want to help people, but I've been wounded dearly for a long time and uh, I've been processing like past like handful of years of my life, but more accurately, my whole adult life, I'm recontextualizing that whole entire thing right now and it's really funny because like... I'm basically in my mid-30s, but, um, and, and not that I put stock in numbers either, but it's odd because it is kind of like a, a walk in life, a, a point in life where you, we all, even if we don't put stock in numbers, it's like we get beaten down enough that it's like we are forced to look at this concept of mortality and, and like purpose even further, um, or you can run from it. That, that there's that option too but I, I feel like that's going to set you up for 
a lot of garbage. So anyways, as I'm reassessing myself and I talked a lot about like transparency and all this shit and I, I can't, <laughs> these, these terms and stuff, they're like being thrown around so much anymore. It makes, that's why I like, have such a disdain in my voice as I say, oh, transparency, like it's so ridiculous. And this is, yeah, as, as you, can, you can see, like I used to shield my agitation about stuff because, you know, I was just like, no, let's be like positivity. I'm here to bring positivity in the world. But you know what? I don't fucking feel it all the time. And it's not real. It's not real to fucking have that all the time. And yeah, I don't want people to stay there. I don't want to stay there. But at the same time, I feel like you, we, we need to own it. We need to own where we're at in order to get past it. But the key there that most people fuck up on is that once we have accepted where we're at and felt it, then we have an opportunity to either cross that bridge and get to a better spot and, and be better for the time being, because it's nothing's ever a permanent fix. It's not like, that's like the misconception of like, uh, of enlightenment. People think it's like this end all to be all. It's like, oh, you're like an enlightened being. Um, I was like, no, it doesn't mean, uh, enlightenment and salvation are two totally different things. Like salvation is like the, the, the total, uh, completion of like the birth and death cycle, which is like, you know, transcendent of this whole entire existence anyway. But sorry, I'm drinking water here. But enlightenment doesn't mean that like you're immune to all the shit that fucking happens to you in this horseshit existence of duality. Uh, it doesn't mean that at all. It, it just means that you understand how things work and that you are mindful and present about your human experience that you're having, that you are a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around, like how it's, it may have seemed our whole lives. And yeah, so there's that. So that's what I'm hoping to do with this. Cause, um, yeah, cause I'm not, I'm not stoked right now. I've felt a lot of pain in, over the years exponentially and especially within the past handful of years, but I've been granted an opportunity of, of rebirth right now. And even though I'm still kind of fucking salty about it, I'm not really like stoked um, in some regards, I am in others though. It's, it's, it's slowly growing. It's getting better. Um, obviously I sound way better right now than I did in my, uh, last podcast that I did. And, um, so yeah, I guess I'll go into that cause yeah, I was like suicidal at that point. And Hold on a second. I'm just keeping my wits about me because there are some emergency vehicles and I'm trying to do the right thing, the most conducive thing. Anyways, looks like that's passed. Side note, one of the things, and this is kind of random too, um, but whenever I see emergency vehicles, I I know people have like the, this is a point of contention with people now, but like the, the sending people light or like light and prayers, you know, like thoughts and prayers. 
but there, there's a, a lot of scientific support for that that concept also with like random number generators and things of that sort where you know your intention does alter your external world and uh so whatever <laughs> sidebar it was there so i thought i'd take the opportunity to rectify that but anyways uh yeah so whoever that is sending them light i hope that they're doing well and that they get through their trial and tribulation their lesson with uh some newfound beauty and and purpose and uh yeah so anyways but yeah I wasn't doing too well the last podcast that I, I did and um I'm still not feeling well enough to make videos like I used to it's weird I don't know what it is about the uh being on camera because normally it doesn't really bother me and once I'm on I it it like I'll be fine. I'll make the best of it, and it, it usually does pretty well. And but there's this level of like commitment. I'm trying to figure out a way, the balance. How do I help the most people without like draining the fuck out of myself? Because that's a huge problem that I've had in my life, and that's what I was going through uh, the last podcast and. I'm feeling way better because I sat with it and there's something to be said about sitting with your emotions. Um, it's funny because people are plagued by their, their thoughts constantly. Like thoughts are like the main thing. People don't know exactly how to get their thoughts to stop. And it's funny because when you're, you're in it and like not funny, haha, obviously, but when you're in it, it's not, um, It's almost like these principles that I'm talking about will go out the window. It's like sometimes you have to fight because the, the ego is so insidious. It gets you to attach to illusion and believe horse shit that isn't fucking true. It gets you to try to like uh, latch on to the ugliness that you're feeling instead of like the possibilities of like what you can do with that, which ironically is not really doing anything at all. It's sitting with it. And it's the, the last thing any of us want to do when we feel like absolute horse shit is to just, like, sit in the crap. And um, so I, I don't know. I, need to, I still need to edit that last podcast. But what was crazy about that was uh, something had happened to me that, that triggered a fuck ton of shame within me and not like, Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh man. Uh, I just need to leave the room for a little bit. Like, no, this like cut to the core of me. I haven't felt this amount of like crushing shame and guilt since I was like a little kid. And it was weird is that this is stuff that I already knew. It brought up memories that like I was already aware of and had uncovered throughout my practices. Um, meditation and otherwise like my, my spiritual practices so, so to speak it's so funny because it's like I, I very much have like a spiritual practice and I've dabbled in many different things and it's funny because I hate the term spiritual practice there's so much crap like the terminology about stuff because it's like I can hear everybody else's disdain in my fucking head whenever I talk about this stuff and it makes me angry because I'm just like ah oh, god this is horse shit it is horse shit but it's not really 
horse shit. It's just that like people are like talking about it so much now, which is kind of cool in a way, but it sucks because it's being discredited. It's it's almost like as fast as it is getting like um, honest backing and, and getting like a solid like look, and it's getting like scientific backing for it that it's getting thrown around and the terminology is like getting ridiculous like like the term woke like no just stop people i'm sorry this is like can we can we stop with that please <laughs> like you can be aware let's like exchange it for mindful because i feel like that's the one that has like withstood the test of time that is tried and true you don't have to fucking believe in anything in order to fucking be awake to just open your eyes to what's going on around you like I'm taking in this beautiful day as I'm you know speaking you know I'm multitasking I guess I'm driving and and, but I'm like hyper aware of what's going on and I'm hyper aware of my like feelings and you know the sunlight the surrounding you know area the you know what my car feels like what my body physically feels like like I'm hyper aware of all this stuff and this is this is mindfulness this is what we should be doing every day of our life like when I'm taking a drink of this water that I'm like feeling it in my mouth I'm tasting the purity of this water I'm feeling the container in my hands like this is what we should be doing constantly so anyways bringing that into the unpleasant this when we start to realize that like god we feel like shit and when that moment was triggered and i was like holy fuck this is so ungodly uncomfortable and i like to party just as much as the next guy and i know that's kind of controversial everyone like has their own um points of view on that and stuff like that but my whole thing is like be where you're at be responsible you know um but Make sure that you allot time for yourself to feel these things completely sober. I cannot stress that enough. That, like, you take every little bit of fucking time, even if it's just a half hour, but it should not be, like, any less than that. Preferably an hour. And I know that that, that's, like, really rough for some people. And you can break it up in different ways. But let yourself fucking feel it. And uh, this is one thing that is uh, it's mentioned in detail in the book Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins, which is one of the best. Um, God damn it. I'm sorry. These fucking assholes on the road. <laughs> oh, God. These people suck. Ah, dude. Anyways, so uh, I guess I got my work cut out for me when I get home, too, because uh, right there it's coming back again. I'm like, let's be mindful. Look at this asshole. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so when that happened, I was just like, um, oh God, that water's so good. Um, <laughs> so when it happened, I was just like, man, uh, sit, sit with it. I just sat with it. And um, yeah, it's in detail in the book, Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins. And you, uh, we, we get scared. Your average human being gets really terrified because it's such an uncomfortable state to just, uh, uh, to quote a meme about life, just to raw dog the, the emotion. It's, it's, it's rough, man. And I, as like, like I need to tell you about it. It's like, that's what humans do. We run away from 
these traumatic emotions um, at all costs. And uh, we are terrified that that once we get going, like if, if we let truly let ourselves feel it, and then you know we start crying, the emotion is going out of us. Like it's finally being released and cleansed, and and um, and it will. That's the thing. It's like uh, I've had these po- points in time where I was like, oh, I can't cry. The thing was that it's not that I couldn't cry. It's that I was never fucking alone. Like, honest to God, there was just somebody always in the fucking room. There's always something going on. And I needed to do that for myself. I needed I needed to take control for myself and be like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck you guys. I'm fucking going to a park or some shit. And I'm going to sit. And despite... And it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult trying to carve out that time. Because even if you go to a park and stuff like that, you're at the mercy of public. And that... So it's something that you got to work out, but you have to make it a priority. We have to make it a priority for ourselves. Nobody's going to do that for us. And that's been a very hard lesson I've had to learn. I still, I don't, all this shit, when I, like, when I'm helping other people, I'm not exempt from this. I have to fucking keep telling myself to do it. Like, I have to make myself get out of bed some days. I have to make myself do this stuff over and over again but all this shit that I'm saying to you I have to say this to myself I have to make myself do it and um because the ego's insidious it'll always get you to try to attach to the world in some weird fucked up unhealthy way and uh, but anyways yes we need to do this we need to do this for ourselves and sit with it we have a tendency to be fearful that once we get the waterworks going so to speak and it will happen if you're in a safe spot and you can, like, release. You don't have to worry about, oh, I can't cry. You will. Because <laughs> if you sit with that, it'll come. <laughs> and there's this fear that will come about, what if I never stop crying? What if I don't ever stop feeling this way? But here's the catch-22. Once again, this is all in Letting Go, uh, the book, Letting Go. Um, that it's basically it's like scientifically impossible for somebody to to hold on to a state of grief or to be inundated with a state of grief for more than like 20 minutes at a time and when you do that like when you ride it to a standstill there and you will it's almost like think of it kind of like this fucked up emotional rodeo you're like woo, ride it to a fucking standstill and then there will be this placid moment there will be this moment of, of calm. It's like this emotional enema it's just happened. And, like, you'll have clarity. Things will, like, fall into place. And that is exactly what I did after that, that podcast for the next few days. Um, was just sat in sobriety with the, this fucking grotesque, horrible, like, make me want to take a shower and swallow a shotgun kind of feeling. And it was so much larger than me. And I know a lot of you can identify with this. It's just like it's, the emotion is so strong, or emotions, if there's more than one. But there actually aren't that many emotions. And I, I think I said that in the last podcast, which bears immense repetition, is that there are only two root emotions, love and fear. Everything else branches off from that so you can only actually have a state of lightness or a state of darkness that you can't have 
something in between. There's not really... It's like one of the very few things that's actually cut and dry in this existence. And it's actually understanding that and being mindful and being aware of your choice between light and darkness at any given moment in time and that this present is the present moment is the only time that actually exists. It's the only thing that you can verify is truth. The past, you can't verify that the past happened. And quantum mechanics is basically spelled it out with these tests that like our consciousness, we don't know exactly what it is, but we know that it's not dependent on the brain or the body. And it's highly indicative that the body is in the mind and we don't fucking understand that. But with that, we just have a broad narrative that isn't necessarily truthful about how we got to this point. We're always just trying to make sense of the moment that we are experiencing right now. Like I think I'm driving home from work right now, but I'm not at work anymore. And I technically like wasn't at work because if now is the only time that has ever happened, like work didn't happen. It's just a narrative that I'm holding to make sense of why the fuck am I driving on a road right now? Because the future hasn't happened. I don't even have a fucking house that I'm driving to. It's just an idea right now. It hasn't even come to fruition. All that is real right now is just that I have a fucking car, I'm in a body, I'm fucking doing this podcast, but really what what this is is that I have made a choice for light instead of darkness. This is why I'm doing this, and that this is filling me up with purpose and light and helping me with my sense of identity um, that I've been struggling with. So, I mean, that's really, when we get overwhelmed with all these possibilities, it's like, we only have one choice ever. We can't control anything. That's the only thing that we can control, actually, is what, how? How can we choose light right now? How can we feed the wolf of light? If there is a wolf of light and darkness fighting in every man, And the one that wins is the one that you feed. And this moment is the only time that we can control. What can we do with this time to feed the wolf of light? That is mauled by wolves. That is shadow work. That is what we're here to do. And so, yeah, I I sat with that for a few different days. And uh, once you ride your emotions to a standstill, it'll, it'll feel so fucking much better. It'll, it's, it's phenomenal. And if you haven't had that yet, you owe it to yourself because it's... <laughs> nobody should feel that um, amount of crap because it, it's an illusion. It's ego garbage. It's just crap that when we hold on to it, it stays in our subconscious and we project it outwards and it becomes our present moment. It becomes our future. And... It doesn't have to be. And that's what we've been experiencing. This is why this is why the pandemic is happening. This is why there's a great mass awakening that is super uncomfortable for every human being on the planet is that we haven't learned this lesson. It's one massive lesson and none of us have learned it yet. That what we choose now, if we choose light, the future is light. The present is light. But if we choose darkness, which is what we always have, if we run from our boogeyman and our subconscious, the, the scary thing that, that haunts us for the, you know, our, our 
deepest, darkest secrets and fears, if we run from those, that, that guarantees that we remain in hell indefinitely until we learn this lesson. But the beautiful part is that we can fucking end it. We can end it at any, at any time, at any time, at all. And it's just a matter of our willingness to say when. So, yeah. And so, yeah, you ride that. You ride that shitty emotion. Sober. To a fucking standstill. And you'll feel so much better. And, uh, and it may come back. It may come back. And it usually does. And don't fear that. Don't, uh, that's another thing too, is I don't want to like freak you out with that. Don't, don't think about if it comes back or when it comes back. Because it doesn't have to. It will dissipate over time. But if it does come back, it won't be nearly as strong. It won't have as in much of an intense grip as it once did on you. And uh, yeah, it took about two days. It didn't take more than three days. And this is crazy shit that I was dealing with. Because this amount of shame that was triggered in me, it was like, it was stuff that had to do with um, my molestation when I was younger. And uh, I didn't realize I had such like an intense uh, fear of abandonment, and which makes, I mean, it made so much weird shit in my life, like cycles and stuff, unpleasant crap that I've experienced over and over and over again, makes so much sense. And, um, yeah, it's just no wonder that I I ended up the way that I did and why I was burnt out on, on people and that, like, I was so scared and because of my, like, family dynamic, and my family's fucking awesome. I've been actually blessed to have an amazing family and I love them absolutely dearly because none of them have anything to really do with this like life is just life and people are trying to do the best that they can with what they have and at any given moment in time but um, but it's so funny because like my, my fear of abandonment was so intense that that I was I, I turned into a people pleaser because I, I was scared of that abandonment. Like I, I thought and, and learned somehow uh, and was programmed at such a young age that if, if I could make things right, if I was useful enough that I, I would hopefully be indispensable and that, that I, I would guarantee my, my right to, to be in the world, basically. And that became my identity. And that's very fucking caustic. And it, it is very much almost cost me my life multiple times. And it, it's, and it, it, you know, it's weird that it triggered it because, you know, as I've been trying to, like, be more responsible and more successful as a human being and, and hold my hand and, and be a light in a dark world that's scary and like unfortunate and uh, like something that you can't gauge and, and constantly moving. You know, I've, I've been trying to just be like this, you know, mega perfect person and it's fucking impossible. It's an impossibility. And but, like, I, I subscribe to that ego illusion that, it, like, it could. That, like, you know, it would be fine. That, like, you know, I, I would just do the fucking max. I would drive myself into the fucking ground and, and be everything to everybody. 
And it's like, you can't, you can't do that. You need to have your identity, which is not solely based in that. Like, I know that I'm here to help people, but not at the expense of killing myself for that. Whether, you know, it's that I'm draining myself so much that I want to kill myself or whether that like I'm absolutely just draining my life force, pouring it into people that don't care. And, and even when people do fucking care, that's like kind of a mark of humanity. We're in such a, a depressed state as a, a human species that we can't we we can't say no if somebody offers us anything. Even if somebody is like set, like for life, like if they're a fucking billionaire, like they they wouldn't. Who, who would, like, really in their right mind, if they were, like, offered help, it's just like, oh, well, they offered it. I feel like it's very, very few and far between the type of person that would be intuitive enough to see in another person that they're, like, giving their all to the point where they're, like, about to die, like, or develop cancer or do something crazy like that, that, that you, they would be like, hey, hey, wake up. Like, you need, you need to... Uh, come to your senses. You need you need to develop some boundaries. You need to you need to sit with your emotions. Where is this coming from? Because this is not healthy. Where is this? This is fear. This is fear that you need to work through. Where is this? Sit with it. Sit with it. And um, so I don't know who needs to hear this. I hope this helps some of you guys. But um, yeah, sit with it. And once again, I'm not um, with the whole sobriety thing because I like to party as much as the next person. <laughs> Give yourself like an, a half hour, an hour, whatever. Uh, you might actually be surprised at how you might not want to do anything after that. Because um, sometimes you feel pretty damn good after you've like worked through it a little bit. And, and it gives you a little bit of a, a boost too, like a self-esteem boost that like you withstood that. You, you like manned up, so to speak. I don't, not the, I'm not into the whole gender thing. That, that's kind of lame. But anyways... Uh, but the, you stepped up and was were just like, no, you fucking grabbed this emotion by the balls, this dark, deep-seated, malignant part of you, and you sat with it, completely, like, uninhibited, and so, yeah, don't be surprised uh, if you don't feel like, you know, smoking or drinking or whatever your, your choice is, you know, or even if your balls to the wall and struggling with some heavy, heavy stuff. No judgment here at all whatsoever. I've done some really stupid shit in my time as well. So, <laughs> no judgment though. Seriously, I'm sorry. That's stupid shit. But like, please take care of yourselves. And um, yeah. And if you still feel like you know having a drink or you know smoking or doing whatever afterwards. By all means, do it, but come back to it. Come back. Carve out moments of lucidity and clarity and, and without the fog of substances or any crazy shit like that. Like, take care of yourself. Nobody else will. And um, so as I'm continuing rebuilding myself in a, a safer, more healthy way and trying to impart that onto others you know take care of yourselves sit with this and um 
you know, be more mindful about your, your present moment. And I know all of you, like, I know you guys are not, not feeling well, uh, and you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And, um, so just know that even if I'm not out there right away, even if it takes me a while, I do want to get back out there and I'm trying to find a way that I can help people, the most amount of people, with it still being on my terms, without running myself into the ground, without driving myself insane. And uh, Mauled by Wolves seems like this might be it, like the, the, the podcast, my music, my designs, and art, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I've been chipping away at, I don't know, finding my refined identity is, I guess, what I will call it, because that's, that's totally what it is. It's, uh, you know, I felt like I, I didn't know who the fuck I was there for a long time, but that's not necessarily truthful either. I, you know, just had a rough patch. I've had a rough, like, decade and a half, and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like the Big Lebowski, uh, it's been a long night, and I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I actually love the, the Eagles, but um, yeah, it's it's been uh, a rough time. It's been kind of exquisite, so to speak. But hopefully, this will help you guys out because I, I know you're you're fearful. I know you guys are wrestling with shit. I know it's rough, and if I can do this with heavy stuff, like I know that. A lot of you guys have dealt with cycles of shit and are still dealing with cycles of shit in your life. And just dealing with this, uh, I don't know, the, the aftermath of the bullshit programming that we have sustained in the first, like, seven years of our lives that, that you know, a lot of us were abused in various forms. And that, that's not okay. It's not okay. But it can change. We can change it, and um, it, it might take some work. You know, I mean, it is going to take some work. It's not—it's not really a work, a walk in the park, but it—but it can change, and it's not nearly as intense as it might feel at the moment. All it really needs is is our willingness to do so. But, anyways, um, so I'm going to try and do this more. Uh, consistently I'm going to try and do this on my commute because it's kind of an insane commute at least for a little while I'm about to move to a new place so that'll be nice and there are a lot of things that are uh, as my dear friend Rob says coming together like butt cheeks and I'm pretty fucking stoked about it because uh, it's, it's been a long time coming and uh, it'll be nice to have a space that I can make these podcasts hopefully have some people over to do podcasts, you know, barring, uh, you know, pandemic shit, and, um, I think that I'm gonna go in the direction of, you know, consulting and, or doubling down more on the consulting aspect, and really, I think I might go balls to the wall in, uh, being a session vocalist for, like, metal, not specifically metal either like uh obviously my style is kind of a one-trick pony but if anybody else is interested in having like a splash of uh roughness to their tunes definitely hit me up 
So anyways, much love to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this has helped uh, some of you guys and uh, helps you out and gives you hope in a time of need, a time of uncertainty, a time of darkness. And um, yeah, be well. And uh, I'll keep all of you in the light.